Thanks, Zach. Who loves Zach Carroll? Awesome. Well, tonight I want to introduce to you, uh, I think he was introduced this morning, and uh, he's a great friend of mine. I've known him for a number of years now. He's been a youth pastor. He's been a young adults pastor. Was youth pastor of one of the largest youth ministries at Hope Centre Logan, uh, one of the largest youth ministries in southeast Queensland. For the last few years, he's been uh, travelling the nation as an itinerant speaker, and he also does and is also a youth evangelist doing high school seminars around the nation. He's a great blessing to the body of Christ, and he was a great blessing to us this weekend. Uh, we've been praying and believing. I've been believing for seven souls a week. Uh, in the life of our church and there were seven saved on Friday night and seven saved this morning which was awesome which was a great blessing and so I'm just really thrilled uh, that he could be here with his family today and I know he's been great this morning and I know he's going to be awesome tonight so why don't you stand to your feet and welcome Pastor Grant Cunningham Evening church, how you doing? Awesome Hey, just before I go any further tonight, I just, uh, you know, as we do the altar call tonight and go for decisions, if, um, if we get six decisions, can someone just put their hand up one more time so we can go seven, seven and seven? Is that all right? God, God will grace you. Okay, I no, just joke and take your seats. <laughs> Sorry, that's, uh, I shouldn't have said that, but I like to be a bit cheeky every now and again. What a great church you have here. What great senior pastors you have here. What what a great environment of faith you have here. Well, what a great facility that you have here. You know, I was just thinking this morning um, or this afternoon as I was uh, just driving out to lunch. And, you know, I said this morning that I believe you're on the edge of revival. And we just need to re- recalibrate and set our expectations to see more and more people set free. More and more people saved to see this community one in Jesus' name. And I was just really thinking about this today on the way to lunch. And see, I believe for kings, and I don't know a whole lot about kings' history, but there has been moments in its time where it's nearly been on revival, where, 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 where there's been great growth, great decisions, great souls, and it's been tracking towards exploding. But for whatever reason, it's never been able to get through that ceiling of faith. And I'm here to tell you tonight As you continue to follow God and go after Him, I'm believing you're going to go through that ceiling of faith. You're going to go straight through and you're going to keep going to see this place filled time after time, time after time, time after time. Not to fulfill our quota, but to see people saved and set free in Jesus' name. Who can believe that with me tonight? Awesome. Amen. Well, tonight I don't want to preach for too long because we want to pray for some people tonight. You know, I want to preach a message to you that, that, that God has been speaking to me about over the last month or so. And the title of my message tonight is, Please, Sir, Can I Have Some More? Please, Sir, Can I Have Some More? See, I don't know if you understand this, but God wants to give us more. God has more for your life. God has more for your relationships. God has more for your finance. See, you see for, for my church that I'm a part of, I'm a part of IC Church now, and we, we've moved over and we've planted our ministry out of there. And one of the words, or the word for our church this year is increase. And it's amazing what happens when you go after what God puts in your heart. Because this year we have seen increase in souls. This year we've seen business after business after business increase. This year we've seen baby after baby after baby come. There's been great increase within our side, our church, 
Because we don't believe in a God of lack, but we believe in a God of more. And I want to preach this tonight. Please, sir, can I have some more? Can I have some more? Many years ago, there was a great film that came out called Oliver Twist. Great musical, and he was this young orphan boy living in an orphanage. And there's this one scene where, where he gets the, he draws the short straw. So they get all these straws and they, 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 they put it in this book and the person who draws the short straw has to go ask for some more dinner. See, this is something that never happened with inside the orphanage. This is something that never happened with inside the place. So everyone was quite fearful of what could happen. And he obviously drew the short straw and he had to go forward and ask for more. Tonight I just want to show you a quick little clip from this movie talking about more. for more after he had eaten his supper. He did, sir. That boy will be hanged. See, we need to understand tonight that we actually have a picture with inside our head. When we go to God and ask for more, we get that reaction. See, there's a fundamental lie that has been birthed in many Christians' hearts, minds, and lives that we believe in a God of more, but we believe it for Pastor Ben. But we don't believe it for ourselves. We believe in a God of more for the person down the street, for around the corner, for beside us, for in front of us, behind us, for the person that works beside us, but we don't believe in it for ourselves. And I'm here to tell you tonight that God isn't a God of lack. God isn't a God sitting around a banquet table, feeding His face, saying, you know what, you're all right. You'll be all right. Toughen up. You can get through life. No, He is a God of more. And when we go to the throne room, when we go and ask God for more, He doesn't send us away, but He wants to give us more. Please, sir, can I have some more? I love, I read this scripture this morning, but Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Now all glory to God who is able through the mighty power at work within us. See, if we call upon the name of Jesus Christ, if we turn from our ways and turn towards Him, guess what? His power comes upon our lives. 
His power comes into our lives. His power is upon us in Jesus' name. It's not just upon the pastors or the preachers or the deacons or the car park people, but it's upon every Christian that calls upon His name. And it goes on to say this, to accomplish infinitely more. Everyone say more. Everyone say more. Everyone say more. More than we might ask or think. How awesome is that? So I don't know about you, but I want to see more souls saved. So I don't know about you, but I want to see more families restored. I don't know about you, but I want to see more sick people healed in Jesus' name. I don't know about you, but I want to see more high schools turned right side up in Jesus' name. See, we serve a God of more. Luke chapter 17, verse 6 says this. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea. And guess what? It will obey you. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed. So when we put our faith in the hands of God, when we put our faith in the hands of God, everything becomes possible. But when we put our faith in this world, in our world's relationship, in, in this world's financial status, we'll never get to where God wants us to go. I love what it says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. It says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do this, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open up the windows of heaven for who? For you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. And I love what he says here. It says, try it. Put me to the test. See, you've got to understand that we serve a God of more. And we need to get that fundamental lie outside of our brain and say, you know what? It's not just for that other person, but that God of more is for me too. See, just over this year, me and my wife, uh, through some doctor's advice and through some health challenges, has to fully change our diet and fully just change everything out, cut a whole lot of stuff out of our diet. And over the last five months, my, my, my wife has lost 15 kilos and I've lost 10 kilos along this journey. And see, this is something that we've just decided to do. What, whatever happens, we're just going to continue to go down this path because it's, it's revitalised us. It's been really good for us. But see, we need a breakthrough in our health. So what did we have to do? We could have kept going to Macca's. We could have kept going down to the local shops and getting the deep fried chips. And I'm, if you're doing that, great. It's no hassle. It's your choice. But I could have kept going after all those things, but something had to change. And sometimes in life, we want breakthrough. But we go, oh, yeah, I want breakthrough, but I don't really want to change anything. See, when we want breakthrough in our lives, something needs to change people. Something needs to change with inside our mind, with inside our spirit, with inside our atmosphere, with inside our actions in Jesus' name. So I, I believe, see, we, we can know all the information about God. We can know all the terminology about God. We can know all the names of God, but if it never becomes a revelation within inside our hearts, we'll never be able to attain a God of more. Because information, knowledge or knowing is only information, but believing is a revelation from God. And we must believe that God has more for our lives and for your life. Oh, I catch up with a businessman regularly and he's been helping me out with my high school seminar business and he, he, he's a great man for, for many years. He was a Jewish man. 
and going to the Jewish synagogue. And then three and a half years ago, he became a born-again believer. Surrender his life to Jesus. He's got a theology. He's just about to, um, he, 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 you know, he's got all these doctrines and he's, he's got doctrine in this and doctrine in that and doctrine in this. And now he's just going after an associate doctrine in something else. So he, he, he knows all the stuff. And he said to me last week when I was having breakfast, he's like, Grant, you know what? I know all the terminology. I have all the knowledge. I believe in a God of more, but there's something in the way. There's about an 18-inch gap between my head and my heart that I just can't reconcile yet. But one day, I'm going to be able to see my heart and be Spirit-filled in Jesus' name. So you can know all the information, but it has to become a revelation. So we can know all the information about a God of more, but it needs to be a revelation in our hearts in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says this, Let us come boldly into the glorious or the gracious throne of God. Let's come boldly into the gracious throne of God. See, your boldness will determine your breakthrough. I I don't know about you, but have you ever gone before God and be like, Oh God, if it's your will. Oh God, if you align the planets. Oh, God, if you do this. Oh, God, if that happens. Oh, God, only if you will. No, 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 no. See, we must understand if it lines up with the kingdom of God, if it has kingdom principles on it, if it comes out of a pure heart and right motives, we are allowed to come boldly into the throne room of God and go, God, I want more. Please, sir, can I have some more? Three years ago, just before my son was born, we were driving around in a, a beautiful BMW, 2001 model, beautiful BMW 318i. Leather interior inside, tinted windows, lowered mags. It was awesome. It looked like heaven on the outside, but it was hell on the inside. The air conditioner was broken. It had over 400,000 Ks on it. it. Like you'd start it up in the morning and for the first five minutes, it'd be like, blah, 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 until it finally warmed up and it could go. And, and when we had our third child, I don't know if you've ever seen car seats in the back of a BMW, especially a small one. It just doesn't work. So we had two car seats on each side and our eldest daughter, Riley, for six months had to sit sideways every time she hopped in the car. It was absolutely brilliant. But you know what we decide to do? We decide boldly for one year to come into the throne room of heaven with confidence, with the conviction We wrote down what type of car we wanted. We wrote down what model we wanted. We wrote down the Ks we wanted. And we just kept praying for it every day. When we we took the girls to school, they would pray for it. When we went to bed at nighttime, they would pray for it. When we got up in the morning, we would pray for it. Around dinner time, we would pray for it. And we just kept praying for this new car. All year long till, till the start of December, I think it was around December the 4th. We're like, yeah, we've got enough money to go buy a car now. Awesome. So I start looking through um, what was it, car sales, and I find this car that fits perfectly. So I ring the guy up, and there's no answer. I'm like, oh man, that's no good. Waited a couple of days, rang back, no answer. Waited a couple of days, rang back, no answer. And we just, I just kept ringing back over the next couple of weeks until three and a half weeks later, I was like, I'll try one more time. This is the last time I'm going to try and then we'll go look somewhere else. Because we've been looking everywhere. And the last time we rang, the guy picks up. 
He's like, oh, yeah, get out here. Yeah, we've just sailed back into Brisbane. We've been on a three-and-a-half-week cruise. And, yeah, that car's still for sale. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, oh, can I come down now and look at it? He goes, oh, you just want to wait till the morning? Yeah, okay, cool. Next morning, we rock down to this house and just over the border in the Tweed. I pull in and I look at him and I'm like, that's it. That's the car we want. I hop out, I look around it and having a chat with this guy. And he goes, you know what? We've got $9,000 on it. But you know what? You can take it for $6,000. I was like, you serious? That sounds good to me. I'll be back tomorrow. Went back to Brizzy, got the money out. I did just something a little cheeky. Sort of put $5,800 in my pocket. As I went down the next day and said, hey, man, this is what we've got. Would you take $5,800? And he's like, yeah, we can take that for you. That's no hassle at all. We do. We boldly walked into the throne room of God for one year, going before his throne room, saying, God, we need a new car for our family. We need a new car. We need a new car. December the 28th of that year, we got our new car. By December 29, it was totally in our name before everyone went on holidays. And it was absolutely a miracle car from heaven. And we are so thankful. But you know what? We've been just talking over the last month or two. And we're like, okay, what's the next thing that we're going to start writing out to believe for again? Because see, we can believe for one thing. But God isn't just a God that wants to do one miracle in our lives. God is a God that wants to give us more every single day, every single moment. And I want to encourage us tonight. God is a God of more and it's time to go again, church. The book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8, it says this. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open for you. Everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 says this, never stop praying. Never stop praying. You know, when uh, we're at home and we ask our girls to pray for dinner, we have to actually ask them to stop praying. Because you say, hey, do you want to say grace tonight? And they'll be like, yeah, I'd love to. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the green grass. We thank you for the birds. We thank you for Mrs. Vieira. We thank you right now for our principal. We thank you right now for our car. We thank you, Lord God, that we've got a house. And they just keep going on and going on and going on and going on until our food starts to go moldy. Stop praying. Let me eat. But the Bible says never stop praying. Does that mean we have to walk down Cavill Ave? Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you. No, 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 no. Just all day long, I just continue to remind myself. Father, just thank you. Thank you for what you've given me. Thank you for the opportunities you've given me. Thank you that I'm alive. Thank you that I live in Brisbane and not Baghdad. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you're doing. See, Philippians 4 verse 6 says this, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He's done. How awesome is that? Don't, who worries about stuff here? I know I do from time to time and I have to give myself a little uppercut in Jesus' name and say, wait a second, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. See, sometimes, you know what? Sometimes as Christians, we think delay is a denial from heaven. 
We think a delay, we're praying for a certain situation, a certain thing to happen, and it doesn't happen straight away. But we believe that that, that delay is a denial from God. But you see, we've got to understand that we don't. We don't have a clue what God is doing. We don't know when He's going to move and what He wants to do, but He has the right timing at the right moment. So stop thinking a delay is a denial, but just continue to ask. Stop worrying and continue to ask in Jesus' name. Please, sir, can I have some more? You know, tonight I just want to share a couple of quick points with you. And I want to pray for you tonight. Around the thought of, please, sir, can I have some more? And if we want more of Jesus in our lives, if we want more of his blessing, his anointing, his plan, his purposes for our lives, the first thing that we need to do is we need to be ready. We need to be ready for what God wants to do. See, I love in the book of Acts chapter 2. Here's the disciples. They're all together. They're worshiping. They're praising the King of kings and the Lord of lords. They're in this upper room praying. But see, we need to understand tonight that only days before there was 500 people. But why was there only 120 people in the upper room? Because a few people just decided to leave. 